You're listening to the Nate Lull Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And now, here's Nate. Hey, my friends, Nate Lull here for the Nate Lull Podcast. Welcome back. Today is episode 137 as I catch up with Oxford grads from the class of 2019, Brad Beckwith and Allison Beckwith. They are twins, and they are now both at the University of Rochester, Brad playing football and Allison playing softball. Uh, They both have great stories, and they are another uh, great example of small-town student-athletes finding a way to make their dreams come true and go on and play at the college level. And I thought uh, they had some really good stories here today, and especially Allison. She has fought so hard to play college softball and has really just done everything that any coach has ever asked her to do. And she's really had to to kind of take the long road, I would say. You know, it wasn't easy to make this team, and she did. And they had a great run, and they won their league and got into the NCAA tournament this year. So we'll talk about all of that. And Brad is another example. He's a defensive lineman uh, of a guy who came from a small school playing eight-man football and found his way onto a very good college football team. So they give great advice here today, and I know you'll enjoy it. I want to say a big thank you to all our sponsors here on the Nate Law Podcast. They help to make this possible. They include NYCM Insurance of Edmiston, Shenango Memorial Hospital of Norwich, Shindelo Federal Credit Union of Franklin, Preferred Mutual Insurance Company of New Berlin, the Amphenol Corporation of Sydney, Sportsfield Specialties of Delhi, SFCU, the Leatherstocking Group of Cooperstown, your registered mortgage brokers, C.H. Landers Funeral Chapel of Sydney, the Franklin Railroad Museum, Benson Agency Real Estate of Oneonta, Huff Ice Cream of Sydney, Marabito Gresham Insurance, Circle of Life Ambulette of Hobart, Certified Auto Outlet of Oneonta, Clark Sports Center of Cooperstown, Certified Financial Planner Ed Curley, the Delaware National Bank of Delhi, New York Pizzeria of New Berlin, Waste Recovery Enterprises of Sydney, the Rinker Insurance Agency of Afton, McCready Motors in Norwich, Echo Brands of Sydney, Oleout Creek Golf Course in Franklin, Quality Hardwoods and Twin Valley Finish Lumber, Spikes Pizza and Grocery of Edmiston, NBT Insurance Agency, the Johnston and Stanimer Funeral Home of Morris, DTC, Delhi Telephone Company, Gavin's Pizzeria of Sydney, Superior Heating and Air Duct Cleaning of Sydney, Marabito Energy Products, and Conan Fraser Builders of Franklin and Unadilla. All right, episode 137 today, again with Brad Beckwith and Allison Beckwith. They are Oxford grads now playing sports and studying at the University of Rochester. So enjoy. It's another episode right here on the Nate Law Podcast. Hey everybody, episode 137 today on the Nate Law Podcast, and I am joined by Oxford grads, class of 2019, Brad Beckwith, Allison Beckwith. I've been working on this one for a while, so excited to have you guys in studio, talk a little Oxford and talk a little uh, U of R, so thank you for coming, guys. Yes, sir, you got it. So first off, I don't know if if everyone out there knows that you guys are, are 
really twins, right? You are twins. Yeah, and it's 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 actually kind of funny. We get the question a lot, especially with professors too. Um, you wouldn't really expect it, but some people ask us, you know, and they say like. Are you guys identical or like what's going on? I was like, no, we are just twins. Uh, so. <laughs> Don't believe us when we say we're not identical twins. Yeah. yeah. Who? So who? Who is older? He's older. You're older. Two minutes or three. Wow. I like to say three. <laughs> so I mean, being twins growing up, uh, were you guys close with everything? School, sports? Did you like to do your own thing? I mean, Allie, what like what would you dis- what would you say? How do you describe like your guys' relationship? Um, we grew up in a very, very small um town in McDonough on a dairy farm and our neighbors were miles away, so we pretty much really only had each other growing up. And it's kind of like stayed that way even as we grew up and moved to Oxford. Um, we've always been super close. We're not really the type of brother and sister to fight all the time. We um, are pretty much attached to the hip and we have been for a very long time, um, which was really great being able to go to the same school together because we were able to continue that as we got older. When did you guys move into town? I never realized you just didn't grow up in town your yeah. whole lives. Yeah, it was uh, 2012. We moved in. Um we lived on a dairy farm. Uh, my dad had owned it, and my grandfather had owned it previously. It had been handed down to the family. And actually, um, it was either 2011 or 2012 in May, right? It was 2011 in April. In April. got hit by a, a, a tornado, and it took oh. out all, all of our barns. We had to sell. That was pretty tough on us. You know, we've we've uh, we've definitely been through a lot, but the move to Oxford was uh, was was pretty great. We got closer to our friends. Um, it made travel easier for sports, whether it was for camps um, or making practices, games, stuff like that. It was definitely easier on our parents. But yeah, uh, the move in uh, 2012 was uh, was definitely great, um, and it kind of gave us a lot more freedom um, outside of school, especially in like the summer months to do travel league softball. Oh yeah, uh, and for football camps for myself. So, so you. The family didn't hadn't planned on selling the farm. It was really the tornado that that did it in. Yep, and it was still it, it was still a pretty tough decision, but ultimately, um, it's what we did. And yeah, so now were, we're here. And were you guys there when that on that day when it rolled yep. through? How yep. was that? It was middle of the night. I'm a pretty hard sleeper, so I remember my dad ran into the room and said, "Hey, we, we gotta we gotta kind of bunker up," and we did. And it was it was a pretty scary night, definitely. Yeah, no, um, they um they slept through it all. I was a, I was awake with my parents, and um, there's like one very distinctive thing about tornadoes that like every single person that's been through one will say that it sounds like a freight train, and that's like exactly the experience I remember. Like the whole house was shaking really bad. It was wow. like it was in the middle of the night, um, and we'd been getting storms like throughout the week, so it wasn't super uncommon for it to have like a thunderstorm or something that week but um there was actually like a tornado warning that they called yep. off a few hours earlier i i i usually slept with like a radio on and i got the the tornado warning went out to my parents they were sitting on the porch and I'm, i remember saying i was like man they're saying there's a tornado warning or something like that and they're like oh well usually those things you know pass over and you right. know, unfortunately for us uh you know, it's just one of those things that that kind of happened, and it was very fast too. I I remember it was it was very intense for a while, and then all of a sudden, it just was quiet. And then you know we went down and saw the damage, and it was it was pretty terrible. But you know we, we were, got we got very very lucky. It yep. pretty much like skipped over our house. I was going to um, ask like we didn't, lived didn't hurt the house. We lived in a double wide at the time, yep. um, and it ripped out all of the um, 
the like sheathing underneath the house and it ripped off like a few shingles but the like national geographic people told us that the national um, service oh well, yeah. yeah sorry that um they told us that it, we had just put a new addition onto the house and that addition pretty much is what like kept everything on the ground so wow very lucky yeah, very very lucky wow <laughs> Well, I think moving into Oxford was great. I mean, you guys have a beautiful house right in town. Yeah. And I think growing up in a small town, being in town is so cool, right? Especially when you're younger, you can ride your bike everywhere. Like right. you said, sports all the time. Like two minutes away from all your buddies. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Meet up with your friends all the time, out late in the summer. Yeah. So that's that's really great. So, you know, got to talk. Before we go back and talk about Oxford, you guys are both three-sport athletes, a million clubs and activities, and I want to get into all that, but... You know, you both play sports right now at University of Rochester, Brad playing football and, and Allison playing softball. And the softball team just went on this crazy run this yeah. year, made the NCAA tournament, won the Liberty League. I mean, so I, I just wanted to, to talk about that because I think it was such a cool thing for your entire family. But I mean, for you, Allie, like, was this something the team expected to do? I mean, to go 35 and 10 and, you know, I think 22 and 3 in the league, like, was it expected or was it just a wild ride? Um, I mean, it really, like, with COVID, um, although we were practicing in the beginning of the winter, it was kind of like a day-by-day thing. We didn't even know if we were really going to have a season. I remember it was really hit or miss. Um, the first few weeks we moved back to campus, like, there was a ton of spikes. So, I mean, St. John Fisher around us got sent home. We weren't even sure if we were going to make it all the way to the season. Um, and then it kind of unraveled from there. We just got on a winning streak and all of a sudden we had like a crazy number of wins and then all of a sudden it was Liberty Leagues and winning winning Liberty Leagues was really our goal. Yeah, um, not easy to do. No. Very good league. We we knew it would be difficult with the people that we would have to play. We split with Ithaca the last time we played them and we knew that it wasn't something that was going to be super easy for us but we definitely knew that if we if we showed up there was a really good chance that um, things would turn out in our favor and thankfully it did gosh that's like one of the experiences you'll never forget is that last out when everyone like runs on the field and it's really it's really everything that they say that it is I mean time kind of slows down and then Everyone had moved off campus. Um, we stayed on for another week before we traveled to Erie um, for regionals. And that whole experience was like the next step. Um, we did, we went undefeated. We didn't end up losing any of our games. And it just like was so it went so fast from there because as soon as we won regionals, we were in NCAAs and it just was like such a whirlwind. But yeah, it was it was really it was one of the coolest things I've ever done. It was really, really cool. And I felt like your family really bought into it and, you know, Brad was following you guys and it was fun to follow your parents on social media, to follow both of you guys on social media. You know, Brad, for you, it looked like you got your buddies together, whether, I, you know, I'm not sure about your football buddies or just college buddies in general, you're traveling and you're just like the biggest fan. Like, how was it for you? Yeah, I, um, when I first uh, found out that you know they they got a schedule going, um, in that they were going to be able to play. Again, it, it was it was very it was like pretty much like a toss up whether or not they were going to have games. And one of my first questions for uh, the people who you know run the games and stuff like that was, "Can I be there?" Right. <laughs> and you know, because I like in high school it was it was a little bit tougher because you know when when she was playing I was playing. So, but travel league I was there every single weekend, pretty much made every single game. And I was like, listen, I mean. 
if I can find a loophole some way to be there, like I like, can I work it or whatever else? And Allison and I both work at the athletic center on campus. So, uh, I was able to kind of speak my way into being the walk-up <laughs> song guy. And I played oh. the walk-up songs for all the players. Um, and I kind of played the music in, in between innings. And that allowed me to watch the games when students weren't originally allowed. Um, so I, I actually, the, the the first game I didn't do the songs, I kind of stood in the outfield kind of far away. And I saw her first hit. It was a double against, was it St. Lawrence, I think? Oh my gosh, I think it was St. So Lawrence. I think she had double against St. Lawrence, and I was videotaping and freaking out because it was just so crazy. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, yeah, I, you know, once once the season started going, and they were winning games. It's like, man, like they're kind of putting something together here. Like, you know, more people wanted to come out. And uh, shout out to the shout out to my guys at school. A bunch of my friends lived lived uh, to my roommates and some guys upstairs. They're like, yeah, we got to start going to games. So they once students could finally go. Ricky, uh, Tom, Eddie, all all my buddies, uh, Faze, Nick, they all kind of showed up and, you know, got to see Allison hit a few home runs and, you know, we were her, her uh, number one fans. So it was definitely fun being able to see her play uh, and they certainly enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, it was, it, it, it was a great time. Can't wait for next year. Yeah. <laughs> but, and like Allison, for you, how was it knowing that you had this like group that was not only supporting the team but really supporting you as well? Yeah, no, it was it was so cool and it was it was kind of tough in the beginning of the season because we knew we weren't going to have the crowd or the fans cheering like there's so much of a different dynamic when there's nobody at the games. It was a toss up whether parents would be allowed and they really they kind of like stood on a hill in the back so they never like I don't know, it was difficult knowing that it would be my first like my first home game and my parents wouldn't be able to be there. Right. Um so it was super super cool being able to look up and see Brad there. And I mean the football boys definitely um definitely did their fair share of cheering. I we all really <laughs> appreciated that. I mean one of two of Bradley's friends traveled with us to Erie. Yep. And brought signs and so the guys that I mentioned the, were all on the on the, uh, fo- the football team. Even those guys, um, Eddie and Nick came with us to Erie, and we're cheering them on there. And actually, Nick and I did a body paint. So he was U R and I was S B. Uh, and so <laughs> whenever, the whenever they you know hit a, got a hit or something, we'd lift up the shirts and uh, that that got the crowd going. And uh, you know it. <laughs> It was a lot of fun. Um, the football team and softball team are very close on and off the field. Um, you know, whether or not it's going to the library studying or, you know, hanging out on the weekend, stuff like that. Like, you know, we're we're all pretty tight-knit. Um, we looked after each other. And when these girls started, you know, kick some butt and win games, we, we were also there, you know, m- making sure that they got their fair share of uh, cheers and, and, and everything else. So we had a great time this year. It was a lot of fun. Well, I definitely want to ask you guys, you know, like why U of R and all those questions. But a big part of the show, especially recently, has been uh, trying to give younger local athletes some recruiting advice and college advice. And as you guys know, that's a really tough decision to make. But, you know, Allison, for you specifically, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, I mean, you end up at U of R, but they weren't like recruiting you, you know, right from high school. So I think I wanted to talk to you because it's, it's such a big thing. Like you went out and you did it on your own. You found a way to get on this team. And now look at you. I mean, you're a huge contributor, a starter and making the NCAA tournament. So like, how did you do it? And how did you go about getting to where you are today? 
Um, I mean, I, I've played travel uh, most of my life. I really have a lot a lot of people to thank for that. Um, Rick Condon, especially, he was my coach um, throughout middle school and high school. I played school ball um, and a lot of, I've been a- around a lot of recruiting my whole life, but I didn't really have going into junior, senior year, like a lot of college athletes do. Um, I didn't have like a ton of coaches like knocking, knocking at my door. Um, I knew U of R was an option for Bradley. So I shot them a few emails letting them know, like, hey, um, I got into the school. Um, It's looking like this is probably going to be my top choice. Um, I was in contact with our coaching staff a little bit. I got, like, the lift packet throughout the summer, but um, it wasn't a situation where I had a spot coming in on the team. Hmm. Um, I had to try out which was incredibly intimidating showing up um, to the first field practice and you see a single file line of 18 softball players all in uniform, like oh matching gosh. jerseys. And yeah, it was scary. I mean, I I didn't really know how it was going to turn out. And then all of a sudden, we um, they told me that I had a spot for the fall and that we would kind of like extend the tryout throughout the fall and like see how it went. Um, And then, I mean, COVID hit, so we didn't have a season. So coming back this fall really was like the start of it. It was pretty much freshman year. We had the longest tryout ever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, it was, it was a very, a very long process. I mean, there was a lot of things that I, had to kind of overcome coming back this fall. I didn't know where I necessarily stood spot-wise, but um, I think I worked really hard over the summer of um, 2020. I got in the weight room. I lifted a ton um, and came back stronger than I was. Yeah, it's it was kind of a long process, but um, I think I got a few shots this season that I was thankfully able to take advantage of. And then it kind of just all worked out from there. So what would your advice be? Because I feel like, and I'm sure you guys have heard it over the years as well. I think, as you said, the tryout is intimidating. People might go, they're there that first day or they don't show up at all. Cause once they get to school, you start doing other things and you're like, I don't, I don't know if I want to try out. But like somehow you were able to weather that storm. Like what's your advice to athletes who don't have that spot that go to school? They're scared of the tryout. Is it just you got to jump in the deep end and try it? I mean, for the most part, yeah. I think you just you get to a point where you have to throw all caution to the wind. I think I mean, I was incredibly nervous in that situation. Um, and I think anybody really would be. It was super intimidating. But I really think there just has to be a point where your like survival instincts take over and you just do what it is that you're there to do. Um, And I mean, there's a lot of people that don't make it as well. Um, I had a lot of people that I tried out with that they didn't take. So it just is kind of a thing where you, it may be intimidating and it may um, take a few steps to get there, but you definitely just have to get to a point where you, um, you just kind of have to put your head down and do it, I guess. Another thing that I think is interesting is, at least locally here, you were really known for pitching. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're the the Oxford all-time strikeout. 
you know, leader with I think 387, somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. And like now you're not pitching. I mean, you were always a very good hitter too, but like you kind of had to make some changes in your game, right? So you were able to also adapt to that. Is it weird not pitching as well? Um, it is a little weird. I pitched most of my life for Oxford, um, and I part of me misses it. But I think with travel more than school ball, um, I was I was a pretty good hitter. Um, I play also played first base for travel, um, not so much school ball, just because we didn't have a whole a heck of a lot of pitchers. But I think. I think I'm a different player now than I was then. Um, it's very much, it seems like different stages of your life, you kind of evolve. Um, and we, I came to Rochester and we had a full pitching staff. Um, and I knew that I had a better shot playing either first base or being the DP, which is what I played a lot this season. Um, so you kind of just have to embrace that change and go wherever it is that they need you to go rather than doing what you have done in the past or doing what you're used to it's kind of like a they say jump you say how high kind of situation like if you want to be there you got to be able to make those changes where what's the weirdest spot they've put you in game wise um i not i mean not any weird spots i played the outfield in practice maybe a few times but i pretty much stuck to dp most of the season right wow it's just I, i like that because it shows that you were willing to do whatever it took so well, just rewinding a little bit, I mean, you said that you were looking at U of R uh, and that it was going to be a good option for Brad. So, you know, what originally drew you, Brad, to, to U of R? I mean, I know you had some options and I want to talk football recruiting, too, because I think it's such a, a hot topic around here because everybody I talk to, yeah, I want to play college football. But very, 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 very few people actually pull it off. So, you know, first off, why U of R for you guys? Yeah, um, to be honest with you. Um, the springtime of junior year of high school, I don't even think let's 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 say like March, March of what was it probably 2018. So going into our senior yeah, year, we hadn't even heard of you like we hadn't even heard of you of R. Right. Had even considered it. We had a spring awards ceremony and we we got scholarships both for the University of Rochester. I got the Xerox scholarship and I think Allison may have gotten either Frederick Douglass or Susan B. Anthony. It was it's one. So I forgot they have those. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. So we got the scholarship and I remember I was sitting in the audience um, waiting for the awards ceremony to be over and I was looking at my phone and and I was like, man, I was like, this this is a really nice school. I was like, I'd love to go there. And then I remember getting home and looking at it. I was like. You know, I was like, maybe we should go check it out. And then, you know, we look at tuition and it was like, holy smokes. It's like, there's no way we're going to be able to pull this off. Yeah. And so um, I remember speaking with my parents about it and they're like, you know, you might as well. I mean, it's if if, if, if it's something that we do it and then you, you, you check it off the list to say that you did, then at least we have that closure in the end to do it. And it was very interesting because, again, we hadn't really considered it. So I, I sent an email to the coaches and within a day or so, I got an email back. I filled out a questionnaire, and they wanted me to get up to a summer camp as quick as possible. So um, they got me up to one of the camps. I think I ended up going to two camps, and uh, the camps were then followed by tours and meetings with coaches. And by, I don't know, maybe September of my senior year, maybe, maybe August, I was offered a spot on the roster. I think it may have been a game or two into the season, actually, is when they gave me the offer. Um, they saw some of my tape of the beginning of the season. They're like, yep, we're going to offer you. So, yeah, I was. it was It was very, very fast. Like, things happened very fast with U of R. And um, they said that if I got 
if, if, if I decided that U of R was what I wanted to do, I would apply early decision. And um, the, the early decision, they said, um, maybe it, it may be easier to get in because um, you're applying earlier than like a normal decision. Um, so, yeah, I decided to apply ED and I got in. I, I don't know, maybe it's like November or December. I'm not quite sure what the dates are when you get or when you're told, but I, I got into U of R and that's, that's, that, that's kind of how it happened. Yeah. What, why U of R for you? Why? Um, I think a big part of it had to do with the fact that you were going there, to be completely yeah. <laughs> honest. Like we, we went on a visit and it was kind of one of those, it's one of those cheesy things that they say that you get a feeling. Yeah. Um, we've been talking about that a lot recently. Yeah. You, you kind of step on campus and I mean, the way that the layout is, um, when you walk onto, um, the main part of campus where the football field is and where the the dorms are and the locker rooms are. It's kind of just like this big thing because you can see the the library and you can see all of like our campus has to offer. And I kind of, as soon as I didn't apply early decision, I applied regular decision. So I didn't find out um, if I made it in a few months until a few months after Bradley did. Um, and it was kind of one of those things that like, as soon as you make it in, like all of the other options kind of seem like a little lackluster. Mm. So yeah, it's, it kind of knowing that he would be there and that we would have each other kind of was one of those things that was like, oh, now I've got to kind of thing. It just, there wasn't, a, it wasn't a choice. I, I kind of veered off. I was, I, I, I was talking about like the whole entire football thing, but like, yeah, like I, I remember after the, after the initial camp, I sat in the car with my parents and I was just like, she was talking about that feeling you get. I was like, this is my dream school. I was like, I want to go here. Um, this is perfect for me. The coaches were great. The players that I had met with were great. Um, the feeling that I had been left with was just so much excitement. And again, I, I remember I, I was a little anxious and worried. I was like, are we going to be able to make it work financially? Um, you know, it's a very expensive school, um, but the financial aid department's great. They helped us both out very well. Um, and, you know, you look into grants and you look into scholarships and you look into all this other stuff. And, you know, they, they really did a really great job with us. And yeah, I just the feeling that you get when you step on campus, you know, you've got Rushery's library right there with you, you know, big dome on top. And it's just like, it's a, you know, it's a beautiful campus, it's a beautiful yeah. campus. The, the, the dorm room that, or the, the dormitory that I stayed in my freshman year was Genesee Hall. It had been built like three years prior to us being on campus. And that meant AC, you know, in the buildings, brand new rooms. And like we had brand new locker rooms downstairs, our football locker room, like that that's that's only for our football team. You know, it's 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 huge. We've got great I mean great a great sports sports medicine part, like on the uh on the field level of uh, Genesee Hall, you know, big training room. It it was just the facilities were great and I knew right when I stepped on campus and right before I left, I was like, This is where I gotta go. So, Allie, it wasn't one of those things where you're like, oh, my brother's going there. I want to be as far away as possible. Like <laughs> no, you, definitely. You wanted yeah. to be together. Definitely not. We, um, and like looking back on it now, I don't know how we would like personally, I, yeah. it would have been so hard just because, um, I mean, with COVID and stuff, like we couldn't necessarily like see each other as often, but just moving to school and not knowing anybody there and yep. being, as you are freshman semester being kind of forced into this big group of people in a new setting in a new city, three hours away from home. It was, it made so, it made things so much better just to know that at least I had him 
there, like through everything. Easier on us and our parents too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Reaching the same. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, that had to be a dream come true for them. Yeah. Yeah. So back to the football recruiting, and again, I get this all the time that everybody wants to play college football, and when you're from a small class D school, the recruiters are not knocking on your door, as we said earlier, right? So tell us. You know, the tapes, the camps, and and this is a lot of the same advice that I'm sure a lot of athletes have given us, but specifically football-wise, what does it take to show a college that, hey, I I can adapt from small school section four to your program? I think that because it's a bigger jump than I think people realize. Yeah. um, I started early. You know, I... Oxford didn't have a youth program when I when I was growing up when I when, when I was very young. We went to Norwich. Things didn't work out in Norwich. So we went to Sherburne. I ended up playing a year in Sherburne, and then a few parents from Oxford, uh, with with my parents involved, you know, created the Oxford Youth Football Program. And we hadn't had a youth football program in years, and uh, I was very thankful um, to have that resource, you know, so that we weren't driving thirty minutes to practice every single day. You know, it made it a lot easier on us. And even when I was eight, nine, ten years old, I was going to football camps. There was a person that went to high school with my grandfather, played football with my grandfather in high school um, in, uh, in Horwich, coached at uh, Christian Brothers Academy in Syracuse. It's, mm. it's it's a private school up there, very successful program. I think they're either AA, I'm not sure, you know, state yeah, championship a, yeah, contenders. Big time school. Um, and I went to a football camp up there. It was a youth prospect camp, uh, skills and drills. I mean, it was a three-day camp. We went up there. Uh, I went up there with, with, with my mom, was real nervous. You know, again, I I was a kid and uh, went up there, and I had pretty much gone to that camp until senior year of high school. And you know, as 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 you get older, you know, things get more. You know, it's 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 you know, you've been doing it for years and stuff. But really focusing on the small things was what got me through with a, a lot of things. Um, you know, focusing on footwork and technique was something that I did, you know, almost every single day at practice and outside too. You know, in, in, in these camps you focus on it, but also on the weekends I did um, footwork drills and speed training with uh, Hick James in, uh, in Horwich on the weekends where, again, we, we, we trained and worked on the small things and that got my, my, my footwork up. But, again, uh, to kind of get back to what you were saying, again, going to these camps during the summer really, really helped out with recruiting because, you know, college coaches don't really make it out to these smaller schools. And it's, you know, if, 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 if you're not a winning program, it's very hard to get recruited. Um, didn't really win too many games in high school. But I put in the work during the summertime, went all across the state, whether or not it was – you know, to a prospect camp at a specific college or if it was, you know, like a, a showcase camp where, you know, you get invited and they bring in a certain amount of athletes and you're getting, you know, closer looks and stuff like that. You know, I I, I went to Colgate. I, I went to all these other different schools who offered camps and I tried to put my name out there as best as I could because I, I knew that those coaches were focusing on, you know, the – the, the programs who are, you know, winning the championship, stuff like that. And, you know, it's, it's, it's very hard to get looks when you're a smaller school. And, um, you know, putting in that work definitely, definitely paid off in the end. Um, I, I was looking at a lot of Liberty League schools going into my sophomore, junior year of, of uh, high school. A, a, a lot of schools that I play now, you know, are, were, were teams that I met personally with head coaches. You know, they, they, they gave me invites and, 
you know, they they give you all this stuff, and you know, you you get to, you get to the camps and the the schools, and they try to butter you up and get you going and <laughs> all this other stuff. But I, I I really hadn't gotten a feeling for anywhere else other than U of R when I got there. Um, it was definitely something special. But again, if if I had any advice, it would just to be, you know, it's 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 not a very popular thing to, you know, prioritize and sometimes. You know, not not do the easier or the easier route. You know, um, it definitely wasn't easy. Uh, there there were a lot of hours spent in the weight room, a lot of hours spent on the field, a lot of days doing work when when others are sitting at home, and that that's not fun in the moment. Um, sure, it, it can it can be fun if you make it fun. I mean, there were a lot of times where this was just only by myself. I didn't really have anybody to train with, specifically from high school, basically all the way up. But again, it it may not be easy, but it definitely pays out in the end, and that's the, that's kind of I guess my advice. I should have mentioned before, but you play D line yes. for U of R, and yep. they had you listed now as six one two eighty five. Yeah. So I was trying to remember what you were in high school, and I was curious about the body transformation for sure man. that you've gone through over the last two years. Tell us about that. Yeah, it was. I mean, in in high school. I can relate to all the short guys out there. Freshman year of high school, I was probably five six. You were, you were. Small, I was, man. I, I was a small guy. There's, there's a lot of pictures. Uh, Mom took a lot of pictures over the years. Where I was you taller. Know? <laughs> yeah, where Allison was taller, and that wasn't easy growing up. You know, Allison was always taller than me. But once I had high school, I definitely shot up. But anyways, uh, freshman year, I was like five six, maybe like two twenty, something like that. And then I shot up, and let's go to maybe junior year. I was probably around maybe 5'10", 5'11", and then senior year I was probably, again, 5'11", let's say 250 was my play weight in the fall, 5'11", 250, and I felt I felt very comfortable. I felt quick, you know, and, you know, I, 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 went, into, I went into college thinking, you know, this is what I'll be. Yeah. <laughs> you look in the rosters and there's not a lot of 5'11", 250-pound defensive linemen, offensive linemen that play, <laughs> you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I had to make, make that change. And freshman year, actually, I was, I was probably six foot, maybe six one, two sixty going into the season. And I stayed at two sixty throughout the entire season. And again, there were games where I had more success than others, but again, uh, you know, sometimes those guys you're playing against are six four, three fifteen, three twenty five offensive linemen across the board that are throwing you around. And, you know, again, at, as I said, there were some games where you had more success than others. And the end of the season of freshman year going into uh, the fall or the springtime, January, February, March of 2020. Yep. I met with my dietitian. Uh, we've got a nutritionist at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was – the main goal was to put on 20 pounds of good weight, get up to around 280, 285 maybe. And – I got I got up to 285, and I think I peaked at 290, best shape of my life. I felt so great. I was quick. I was stronger than ever. I put a, I mean, my my bench shot up, my my squat shot up. I my my numbers in the weight room were, you know, far better than they had been coming in. And then COVID hit, and like, then coming into this season, I was same play weight, you know, six one two eighty five, and yeah, it's just. There's there's so much work that goes into not only on the field but off the field. You know w- w- what you eat is big. Um, you know you can't just be eating junk food. You know, like it's right. protein shakes. Like you said, good weight. It's got to be good weight. It's 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 greens. It's high protein meats. High and you know it's just 
we 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 really focus on not only the stuff on the field in the weight room, but what what happens after. Because again, you can work as hard as you want in the weight room, but you know what's the saying? Isn't it like you can't outwork a bad diet? Yeah, you can't outwork a bad diet. Mm. So that's 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 that, good. That's, that's a big thing. <laughs> that's really good. You got to eat well. I was just, as I was typing up my questions for today, I was thinking back to that freshman year. I think it was probably the first time I saw you and you were really young for being on that team. That team had a lot of older guys and it was, I'd say arguably maybe the most success you guys had, made the playoffs, had some battles with Tioga, right? I mean, that was uh, a good time. And I remember there was an award ceremony and coach was talking about how, I think you got an award maybe that even though you were the youngest guy and maybe you were, you know, struggling against bigger, stronger, faster guys who were juniors and seniors, like you stuck it out. Yeah. And I wondered how that kind of shaped your football mindset and life going forward, being that five, six guy who was like, I'm going to try to play line. I'm going to do the best I can. And now look at you today. I mean, arguably one of the best guys that's ever come out of there. So do you remember that time and like how that was for you? Yeah, it was it was it was definitely tough. I had always dreamed about playing varsity, uh, whether or not it was baseball, basketball, football mainly. Um, football was my sport, and I and I loved it. And I remember going to the games, maybe seventh and eighth grade year, and looking at those guys. You know, it's just like they're so big, and you want to be them. And sometimes, you know, your body isn't as 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 it doesn't move as 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 fast as you want it to. And I remember freshman year, probably one of the smallest guys on the team. And yeah, but you know, it's just like you have to have a good mentality about it because you can't let that drag you down. If if you're always thinking about how you're the smallest guy in the field or if you're always thinking about how much bigger than than everyone else is, you're going to get hurt because, you know, your head's not in the right spot. You know, you have to have a positive outlook on things. Um, if you ask anyone, one of the things that I like, you know, one of the things that I'm known for, I, I just always positive guy and you have to be. Um, and that, that helps in a lot of things. But, I, again, I remember freshman year, again, it wasn't easy. You know, sometimes you don't play as much as you want to, but you always got to work hard because, you know, someone's always watching. Um, whether or not it's a coach or a parent or a coach for another team, you know, scouting at the games, you know, you, you, you just always got to work hard because, you know, in the end, you know, hard work, hard work beats talent. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter what level you're playing at, you kind of got to throw everything else out um, and focus on what's going on now. You know, keep like a narrow focus on things. And, you know, you can only control what you can control. And at that point, you know, I just worked hard. And, I, you know, there were games that I started freshman year of high school. You know, you play against Tioga and there's there's some big boys, you know. Remember, <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember I, I think they, they had EJ Manuel. I don't know. Wait, no. Is he uh, EJ Manuel or is he the quarterback? Jesse. Jesse Manuel. Jesse Manuel. Yeah, EJ, EJ Manuel played for the Bills. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse Manuel. I mean, he was he was very good. He was really good. Very good for Tioga. And they, they, they had a big line, too. And they had a kicker. I remember walking into Tioga yeah. freshman year walking up to the field and their kicker was kicking 40, 50 yard field goals. And it's like, man, like all the teams we played, like they don't have a field goal kicker. I mean, that's, I mean, they made a lot of deep runs into States, but I mean, somewhere around there is when they won their state championship, 2015, 2016. And I can remember there was a year you guys had to play them the last game of the regular season and then directly the next week again. I was like, what did Oxford do to deserve Deserve that? And you guys played them tough. Yeah. Yep. Uh, But wow. Yeah. yeah, they would, they, and they're still super good. Yeah. Uh, it's a great program, but so, you know, Ali, I, I wanted to ask you kind of similar to Brad going from a small school to a very good D3 softball program. What has been the biggest change for you, whether it's, or the, I guess the hardest thing to adapt to, is it speed of pitching? Is it something else? Um, I mean, 
trying to think like the hardest thing that it was to adapt to. Probably the schedule. Just going from, I mean, yes, we played three sports in high school. I did musicals. Um, you also did the musicals. We were in a bunch of different clubs. But learning how to get to school and having like a bunch of new changes, a bunch of, I mean, the coursework is different in high school and college. Um, the professors are different. Learning to be able to be away from home and still be accountable without your parents breathing down your necks. Um, and then going into a lift schedule that you're up at 7.15 at lift and then you have individuals of practice afterwards and then being able to do that at the same time as classes the next hour and then finding some time to eat and sleep in between that. That was, I mean, <laughs> last year we didn't have a spring season. So this was really the first year that I really had to learn what it was like to be a college softball player because no one can prepare you for 615 practices um, and then the 830 lifts and then classes all day until you really – no one can prepare you for that until you really get there and have to do it yourself. Um, I mean, there were some days where I feel like I was sleepwalking through it. But, yeah. but you kind of like – I would say that was probably the hardest thing to adjust to pitching wise. Um, I mean, I played throughout my life. I played on a lot of um, older teams. Um, I was true. I fell on the younger spectrum of the older teams, so I don't think I um, fit, like I don't think the pitching um, styles were super super different than something that I was used to. But it's definitely, um, I mean, compared to Oxford, we're a very small school in a very small league it's for someone who is wasn't used to that it probably would have been a bigger bigger of a jump but in something i don't think you mentioned like again same for me as well as you know you have this the 6 a.m lifts you have classes you have three three meals a day you have to do laundry at some point you have to shower you know all this other stuff but you have homework this you have homework yeah. <laughs> gotta go to class <laughs> you gotta go to class but for her you're playing what how many games a week? We played six games a week starting March. Yeah, and we that's... did it every single week. of. We didn't have a single bye week. Yeah, that was a lot. I and mean, it was double headers. With the weather, It the schedule was never um, spaced out. And with the way that we had our season this year because of COVID testing, we only could play on certain days of the week. So the COVID testing would, like, count. Mm -hmm. So we wouldn't – I mean, we already got tested, like, almost three times a week, it seemed like. So we would – it really would be six games in four days. So we would be on the bus to St. Lawrence in three and a half hours there, three and a half hours back. Mm. I mean, I had a lot of teammates who um, would be doing class on the bus. Um, I mean, people had to miss labs and things. So it's – the. I think the scheduling was probably the biggest difference yep. from high school. And you do see that, and I'm not – bashing anyone individually but i'll see someone go off and they're playing a sport at college and then they come home and they have like a a one two mm -hmm. gpa and you're like i get it i don't think you were goofing off the whole time but when you're gone and it i think too if high school came easy to you and yeah. maybe you're like oh, i can do my homework you know five minutes for class sure. or whatever you guys don't strike me as that <laughs> but you know you you have those habits and you get away with it for so long and then you go to college and you can't do that anymore yeah. and it's like wow so i think you're right that's the whole other side of college athletics that we we don't ever talk about it's all about this 
the sports and your talent. Yeah. So and and you're you're so right about it too because like again we've even in our short two years we've we've been very lucky and you know we've 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 had a lot of like a lot of success but you know we we certainly have had points in time where it's just not easy yeah. and you know scheduling or in like having to weigh classes in with practice and games and lift and you know all this other stuff like again it's 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 not easy um there there are definitely some things that are very hard about it you kind of just have to take it day by you, day you kind of have to take it day by day and again Going back to what you were saying earlier, Allison and I take a lot of the same classes, um, so we're, we're able to study together. You know, if we have any questions, shoot them back and forth to one another. You know, or you've got however many girls she's got on her team. I've got 98, 99 other guys on my team where if I need some help or if I just need to <laughs> vent to someone, I can, you know. And, you know, we're always in the library working with one another, um, all, you know, softball and football more specifically. Um, so, you know, it's, 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 it's very hard for, but for anyone who's looking for it, um, you know, definitely just find a group, find some people that you can, you know, kind of rely on. And if you need help, just don't be afraid to ask for it, I guess. That's huge. Yeah. What are you guys studying? I'm a history major, political science minor. And I'm a political science major with a history minor. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. And we that, take, we yeah. take a lot of the same similar classes. So Yeah. That's I, great. And one wouldn't really change it. No. I I love it. A lot of the classes that you have are very, very specific and like you can kind of like mold your education the way you want to. And that was very fun to do the past couple of years. So so you're both big U of R fans. How excited will you be to actually have a men's basketball season this year to watch our friend from UV, My Andrew guy. Jackson? Yes, How exciting sir. is that going to be? I, I'm, I'm so amped. You know, I, I love basketball games in high school, and I went to every single home game the freshman year, I think, when they had it. Uh, we both did. We went to a lot of basketball games. I'm Andrew Jackson's number one fan. Love that guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, great dude. Uh him and I have gotten really close over the past couple months. Uh, golf together, played a lot of golf in Rochester. But yeah, um, you guys just went to a Yankees game. Yeah, I saw. just went to a Yankees game. That was a lot of fun. We played Beth Page Black. Yeah, how Jason hard was Davis, that? Andrew and I. Oh, it was a great time. Wow. We had we, we had a great time. I I shot 109. Jason shot 108. Andrew shot 102. Wow. I didn't lose a ball though. That's good. I swear. He's, you guys all still got it. That's great. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I we're we're so amped. And a lot of guys, and I mean, shoot, Ryan Algier, one of uh, one of Andrew's teammates, uh, preseason All American. He's like seven foot tall, big dude. Um, and you know, they've they've got a bunch of other guys, Ross Gang, uh, a couple other guys that graduated this year. Uh, but yeah, no, super excited. Love watching the basketball games, um, and they're pretty good too. Yeah. So very good team. Yeah. So all right, favorite. Uh, you know, we can start with Allison, but do you have a favorite Oxford moment, memory, something that? sticks out to you and on top of that do you do you miss your time at oxford um i'll start with the second one i i do miss oxford i mean there's something to be said with knowing all of your classmates um knowing the families of all of your classmates that's one thing that was kind of i it was hard to get used to moving up to a bigger school um i mean moving to rochester it's completely different city and nobody knows where Oxford, New York is. Um, so I do miss knowing uh, knowing more pe- more of my classmates, just with how big of the classes it is. I and mean, we spend 24 hours with our teams. So it, it has, it was more difficult moving here and kind of just like 
figuring out how to meet new people, I guess. Um, I was trying to think of what my favorite memory from Oxford was. I think one of the biggest things that sticks out to me was when um, we had a losing season in basketball. We lost a few seasons um, in a row, and... I was a part – it was my first year on varsity when we, like, broke the losing streak. Mm. Oh, that's um, right. That's right. I, I don't know why that, like, that specific memory sticks out in my head. It's either that or the breaking the, the strikeout record. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And I didn't – as we did, as that happened, I didn't know. No one told me. So it was kind of one of those things where they, like, stopped the game and they're like, guess what you just did? And I was <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. Yeah, same same question, Brad. I mean, do you miss it, and do you have a favorite memory? I miss it, man. I like love college, um, love love everything about it, and I'm really enjoying the moment. But I think I can speak for a lot of my teammates, people that I've spoken with. You know, it's like I would trade anything to go back to high school just for a day. You don't really realize when you have people who are older than you when you're in high school say, you know. Be thankful why you why you got it. You know you don't want to grow up now because you know enjoy it while you're while you're young. And again, I I definitely w- would go back. We we had a great high school experience. We were involved in a lot of things, whether or not student government, um, musicals, sports, everything. Yeah, loved Oxford, loved everything about it. And yeah, I would definitely go back. Now for my favorite memory, I've got a couple, um, but again, I'll try to consolidate them. Probably one of, one that stands out right now uh, was senior night for football. I kind of remember I had a senior from the following year tell me, senior night, take a second to, you know, embrace the moment. And I remember we were playing Newfield senior year uh, for our senior our senior game, and we were winning pretty good. Uh, we had a really really good hold of the lead. I had a really good game, a few sacks, um, and I remember I was also our kicker senior year too, yeah. so that was a little interesting. Uh, and I remember it was fourth quarter. There was a few minutes left in the game, and I wasn't sure if I was going to get subbed out or something like that. Um, it was kickoff. We had just scored. Uh, I think we, we ran it in, and it was kickoff, put the ball on the tee, Got my however many steps I went back. I don't. I wasn't good, so I just <laughs> I took a few back and then I wailed it. But I remember I stood, stood on the fifty yard line, getting ready to kick the ball. The ref blew the whistle, and I stood there and I kind of took a look around, and everything was, you know, I just kind of embraced the moment, and I I'll never forget that. You know, it was it was very cold. There were a lot of fans, and I just remember seeing some of my friends on the hill and my dad on the sideline, and it, it was just very, it, it was something that I'll never. I, you know, never be able to recreate or that I'll never forget. So very thankful for my time there. I definitely enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I, that's kind of my favorite memory. I have to say, and if anyone listening hasn't been to an Oxford football game at night, I think it's uh, one of the coolest local fields that we have. Sure. The setting is really you know, you can sit up on the hill and the field is kind of sunk down in and the grass always looks good. And they've built a new press box and press area, and that looks great. And I don't know what it is about the setting, but even that house that's across the White field, yes. it's just like this really nice-looking, old-style house. And it yep. just seems, at least for me, like sitting up in the press box, it's like you're watching a movie or, or something like that. It's yes, it's hard sir. to put into words, but a very cool place to play. Yeah, and there's, there's, there's a lot of tradition with that field, right. a lot of pride taken with it. 
you know, a, a lot of our former coaches, Tony Abbott, John Curtis, um, who coached successful programs for Oxford back in the 80s, um, 80s, 90s, you know, 70s, maybe even um, teams that my father played on. You know, it's there. There's there's a lot of pride taken with it, um, and something that I think maybe has been forgotten a little bit. But I I, I certainly remember being around it growing up in knowing that every single time I kind of stepped on that field, you know, there's, you're not only playing for yourself, but for the people who came before you. Cause you know. Yeah. I think I hear a lot of, when people talk, people love talking local football. Yeah. And when people bring up the Oxford teams of old, especially I feel like that eighties era. And then you go in your school and you look at kind of that wall of fame that they have. Sure. I'm like, there was a lot of glory days here. Yeah. And I always say it, if I had a time machine, I would love to go back and, and check that era out. Cause it's like, yeah, you start reading these names and you're like, I hear these names all the time. Yep. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And we, and we were talking before we jumped on the air. We don't know what the future of football really is at Oxford or in the area, uh, but you hope for that reason that these schools can find a way to keep going. Yeah. Because I would hate to see uh, schools not have a program and kind of see that tradition fade away. Yep. So hopefully we find a way to do it. Yes, sir. So anything else about – Oxford that I'm missing here. I mean, like you said, you guys did everything. And I love that about small school kids. They they tend to do the musical and student government and mock trial and sad and all that stuff, right? Um, outside of sports, what do you think your favorite activity was? Was it the musical? Oh, yeah. I I was a huge, and I still am, um, a huge musical theater kid. Um, and it was kind of one of the bittersweet things that I had to do once I got to school is really choose because of the way that the seasons are, you really can't do both. So that it was that was kind of sad, and I do miss it. Um, one of a few of my best memories from growing up in high school is being able to be to be in the plays and on stage. But I think like just a quick like shout out, thank you to Oxford. Like throughout this season, like this year, I got so much support from people back home like people that I haven't heard from in years or that I don't even know that know my parents or know my grandparents um my we kind of my parents were really good at sharing our season on social media and I would just like scroll through the comments and there would just be like comment after comment after comment of congratulations or good luck mm -hmm. um, or let us know how the game goes or I'm watching right now with my kids in our living room and no it was it was so cool and I wish I could have gotten the opportunity to go through and thank every one of them individually but I saw all of them and throughout the season I mean even my coaches made comments to me about how little old Oxford's making <laughs> making their appearance in the in the NCAA um, D3 World Series so that was really cool. Well, I think in a time when everybody was really looking for something to latch on to, and, you know, I was following it as well. Your parents do a great job with the updates, and sports weren't quite back yet here. Everybody was just looking for something mm -hmm. to feel good about, and that was a really feel-good story. Yeah. Uh, so it was really cool. And anytime I shared something, it was the same thing. And somehow you guys, like, know – your. Everyone seems to know your family, like weird <laughs> random connections. Like I'll have someone from like deep Delaware County being mm -hmm. like, oh, I love you guys. Good luck. And I'm like, how do they know all these people? But, you know, bring up your parents. I want to bring up your parents too, because 
I've met them, and they were so good to me, helping me uh, when we were first trying to broadcast games in Oxford. They were helping me get the tech stuff I needed set up there in the press box, and just really, really good people. And you know, I wanted your thoughts on what they've done for you guys to help get you to where you are today, because not everybody has that support, yeah. and when you do, it's pretty special. Yeah, it's um, we've we've gotten very lucky. I know my mom's probably listening to this, and she's probably getting emotional or whatever else. So, <laughs> but uh, dad no. probably too, even yeah. though he probably won't admit it. Yeah. It's 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 um, yeah, it's they've they've done so much uh, for us, being there, um, being a rock for us, uh, whether or not it's providing us a ride or you know giving us motivation. Um, you know, they've they've always had our backs. Whether or not you know they're they're coaching, they're on the sidelines taking pictures. Um, you know they they have always been there, and it's 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 something that still holds true today. You know, even when we're in Rochester, they're at every game, and it was very hard for them this year. You know, they they couldn't quite be there, but they're watching, and it's you know it's 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 always very nice to have or to at least know that you have that support coming from home, because uh, again, there are a lot of kids who don't have that, and. Uh, it's made us very, very thankful and made us realize just how fortunate we are to have had them um, in, in our lives this entire time. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of sacrifices that they've had to make for sure um, over the years for us and are still continuing to make. Yeah, there's nothing quite like having a set of parents and grandparents, aunts and uncles who really are there every That's step sure. of the way and follow you. Yeah, I feel like cool. one of the first videos I saw this year of, of the softball run was like, your mom was in a parking lot wherever, like wherever the line was that she couldn't cross, like right <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah. And so the video was really far away, but mm-hmm. she was kind of giving some updates and I was like, they are dedicated. I love yeah. it. So, well, before we hit our last two wrap up questions that we ask everybody, anything we missed, anything you guys wanted to bring up? I mean, we've talked, uh, we've talked a lot of memories here, U of R, Oxford, anything else? Boy, I don't know. I, I mean, we've, we've, we've hit a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's been good. All right, let's let's get to the final two. So, Perfect. the important questions of favorite local place to eat for both you guys. Ooh, okay. I mean, literally so easy. Frankie's, Frankie's Pizza. Yeah. Is it in New Berlin? New right? Berlin. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Such <laughs> such a great spot. And like, I I I know for some people it's 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 that same answer. And I hate to be unoriginal, but Frankie's, no doubt. I, I love Frankie's. Pretty unique. I mean, New Berlin's not exactly in your backyard. So <laughs> yeah, it's not in our backyard. But every single time we go through New Berlin in any aspect, it's always we got to go to Frankie's. It's very and good. They've listen. It sounds weird. It's a pickle pizza. Check out their pickle pizza. Really? Oh, it's so, so good. good. I love it. It's so good. And like, I've kind of caught flack. My, my D line coach at you know U of R is kind of you know I'll send him pictures of you know the pickle pizza, whether it be whatever I'm doing from there. But you know, I always get some hate because it's 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 kind of a unique <laughs> thing. But no, it's so good. I love Frankie's. Very cool. Yes, sir. Very cool. Allison, for you, my favorite place is Johnny B's. So it's in the old caboose, um, right in in the town of Norwich. Oh and it's yes. the It's like Mexican food. It's tacos and oh, it's right so across good. from the fire station. I it's, keep hearing about this. Seasonal, so you really have to get it in the summer because you they're not open at all in the winter, and they have like um, kind of specific hours. But oh, if you get there, their their carnitas tacos are the absolute best. I had another guest bring this up, and I still haven't gone. And every time I drive by, 
like in a hurry to go somewhere. And, like yep. I have to remember mm-hmm. to go there. So good. I mean, how small is it inside? It's got to be. It's tiny. well, right now the inside isn't open because of COVID. I think they just have like the. Um, it's just like like the a drive-through side window, window sort yeah, of type yeah. thing. But you go up and you order, and they give you your styrofoam container, and they have like picnic tables on the side. But Bradley and I like to eat in the car. Yeah. We just like pull off to the side. Yeah, oh, it's so good. I mean, burritos. I usually get a burrito. Oh, so good. All right, I have to file that away to remember to get there next time I'm in Norwich. So, And our last question is, this was our original COVID question when everybody was stuck inside. What are you watching right now? Netflix, TV, movies, like what's what's your jam? Ooh. Uh, Allison watched Game of Thrones one time through uh, before, and we rewatched Game of Thrones, and mm-hmm. I hadn't originally seen it. Loved Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. What's another one? I mean... During and co- during COVID and like especially now after as things are kind of like getting to normal, I got really into watching like the CrossFit games. Mm. Like I completely had no idea what that sport was until COVID, and then all of a sudden I started watching like these like really tough women like lifting three times their body weight over their heads, and I have been absolutely hooked since. Like. Yeah. It'll be playing in the gym that Bradley and I go to, um, like up on the TVs. And it's just like you have to like set down what you're doing and just watch for a second. It's just one of those things that's so addicting to watch. I'm amazed how much weight they can lift but then run Mm -hmm. and everything. Everything. Absolutely bizarre. I mean – Super cool. You know, I – we're both kind of, you know, like we're both pretty strong but (laughs) we couldn't even – yeah. Think about competing. I mean, shoot. The, half the stuff they do is Hang just upside down. insane. Right. Insane. Yeah. Some really crazy insane. athletes. I had not watched Game of Thrones either until recently. Yeah. And I really, really liked it. Yeah. We we watched it last year and I, I loved it. We, it. It took us, what was it, probably two months? Maybe a month and a half? month and a half we is good. We watched a lot. It was, yeah. it was probably a month and a half it took us to watch from season one to season eight. And, you know, it got a lot of hate for the eighth season, but... I didn't really mind it because, you know, it didn't really take us too long to watch and hadn't really invested, you know, years. Right. But, yeah, we watched that. She also got into Star Wars, too. I got her into that. Mm. Watched from episode one through, uh, yeah, no, she, I I got her into that, but I can't really think of anything else, really. Yeah, I think that's it. That's good. That's a good list. (laughs) I felt like with Game of Thrones that no matter how they ended it, someone was going to be upset. Someone was going to be upset. Someone was going to be upset. You know, and I just thought the whole thing was so good. I really enjoyed it. I think it probably took us th- maybe three or four months, but yeah, you know, during COVID, we were able to knock out a bunch of it. But it was uh, I mean, it was great. We also watched Tiger King. That was kind of oh, a weird, yeah. a weird week. <laughs> Everyone did. Everyone, <laughs> Everyone did. did in COVID. Everyone Tiger did. King was a pretty weird week. Yeah, uh, yeah. That now uh, you know it's one of those things you watch and it's just like nah, it's you weird. watch it because everyone's talking about yep, it yep. and you just do it, but. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thank you so much for coming in. We'll have to do it again. And do you think I can get Drew on here at some point? Listen, will he do, do it? Do a trio episode. If you got to mm. get, if if it needs to be a package deal again, you know, don't don't okay. d- don't worry about it. Because <laughs> I, I had his dad. I was trying to twist his dad's arm. Like, help me get Drew in here. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, because there's a lot to talk about. Yeah. So, all right, I'll keep the trio episode in mind. <laughs> Drew, you're coming on, buddy. Don't you're even coming worry on, about Drew. It. All right, here we go. Well, thank you guys again, and. Uh, Good luck at U of R, and we'll Thank see you, you soon. Thank you very much, you. Nate. So that'll wrap up episode 137 today, again with class of 2019 Oxford grads, Brad Beckwith, Allison Beckwith, now playing football and softball at the U of R. Check back in the archives. There's always episodes uh, to go back and listen to, and uh, we'll keep pumping out these new ones as well. So thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon on the Nate Lowell Podcast. Bye, everybody.
You've been listening to the Nate Lull Podcast. Download each new episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.